Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Making its way down to lower Manhattan. Uh, what is that going to be used for? That's going to be used to move debris out of the way so that the emergency vehicles can get in and out. Uh, quickly, so that we can get the ambulances in, we can, in a in a more expeditious fashion than we've been able to do. And I want to thank you're the, listening to a live news conference Mayor, Mayor Giuliani on 1010 Winds, New York, getting all of that emergency equipment in the right place, uh, ready to move. It's if you go if you go along Houston Street, you'll see hundreds and hundreds of pieces of equipment that are lined up to move in and to take debris out. And now they've started doing that. And I think that's probably what you observed. You Mr. probably Mayor, observe are them starting there. Are you concerned about the city tonight in light of what all of the things that have happened during the daylight hours today? Am I concerned from the point of view of the actions and activities of the people of the city? The police department is out in large numbers. Do you, you want to explain the, the, uh, the force that you have out there? And No, I'm not concerned. But, but. We're, uh, we're pretty much out in full force this evening. Uh, Southern Manhattan, as you know, we're, uh, we're primarily concentrating on the rescue efforts. Um, the rest of the city is, is basically some of the entry points are shut down. Um, the tunnels uh, are shut down. Uh, as of midnight, uh, there will be no more traffic coming into Southern Manhattan from 14th Street. We're going to shut that down. Uh, I think the city is pretty secure, um, and we're going to continue doing what we're doing uh, in the rescue effort and, uh, and just hope for the best. Is there any reports of lawlessness, any reports of any looting or anything? Absolutely not. Uh, there's been no reports of, of looting or, or any other problems uh, out of the ordinary. Uh, and as I said, the, the boroughs are, uh, are working uh, pretty normally. Um, and uh, so far, so good. Mayor, did you see the president's comments tonight? And have you spoken to him again? No, I spoke to him earlier today. And uh, I only heard the very end of his comments because I was coming back from the World, the World Trade Center. Uh, he said we, thousands. He said thousands. Uh, I, I don't know the number at this point. Uh, I have... That may be very, very well be the case. At, at this point... Uh, we're still in the effort of trying to help people. So I don't know the numbers yet, but I, I mean, this is going to be, a, as I said, the numbers are going to be very, very high. Mr. Mayor, just if you think of the number of people that were in the building at the time, we've been spending time with the medical examiner, who, by the way, was injured himself. And uh, so uh, Dr. Hirsch was, was um, injured and had to be treated, but he's organized his office and they are they are ready to deal with thousands and thousands of, of bodies if they have to. Mr. Mayor, earlier in the day, we'll give them the support and the help to do that. He was down there, yes, and he got he got uh, he got injured. I mean, uh, he's okay, but he's obviously he was he was uh, hurt. He was beaten up pretty badly. His body hurts and. He was up. Well, no, I mean, I mean, he was, his body was, he got hit with, with debris. He, no, no, no one beat him up. He got hit. <laughs> he described it that way. I said, how do you feel, Dr. Hurst? He said, I got pretty beaten up. And then uh, what, what happened is he got hit with debris. Mr. Mayor, during the day, you weren't sure exactly what the radius of damage was like, what blocks were involved, how much debris had fallen on surrounding areas. If you go down there now... Uh, the last time I saw it was when I was I was leaving uh, this this morning. It's horrendous. I mean, it uh, it's uh, filled with debris. It's filled with dust. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a cleanup effort. How far down Battery Park City was that affected? That, well, the the uh, power is out in the lower part of Manhattan on the west side, so there is no power at this point. So that's why we had to bring in the lights to light up the area so that they can do the, re the rescue effort. And the people that live at Battery Park City have been ev evacuated. They, they were taken to New Jersey. So I don't know when that'll be back. That'll, that'll, that's going to take a while for that to come. That's New York Mayor Rudolph Giuliani addressing uh, the... 
You're listening to a live news conference from Mayor Giuliani on the attacks of today. Breaking news now on 1010 Winds. Winds News Time 1004. Darkness has fallen on Manhattan and from lower Manhattan, the eerie glow of searchlights illuminating the white billowing cloud that hangs above what used to be two of the world's tallest buildings. Mayor Giuliani in a news conference that you were hearing here on 1010 Winds. Mayor Giuliani says there is still hope that there are people alive in the rubble. He says a rescue effort is now taking place but is hampered by the conditions. Here is Mayor Giuliani. Words ready for thousands of bodies. I'm Stephen Tubbs, ABC News. Mayor Giuliani says that uh, we have more volunteers than we need right now. He may be asking for more volunteers tomorrow, the day after, but right now... Mayor Giuliani says we do not need any more volunteers. As to the number of people who might have perished, he says the numbers may be very, very high. That the medical examiner is prepared to accept thousands and thousands of bodies if they have to. If they have to. Mayor Giuliani says there is no power in lower Manhattan and we will keep you posted on more of the mayor's news conference. And He's answering questions right now. Yes, we have an idea. Winds News Time, 10.05. You're listening to continuous team coverage of the attacks on New York City and in Washington, D.C. Joining us now in the studio is 1010 Winds financial correspondent Larry Kofsky. He was in the area when the uh, airplanes hit. Larry, how are you? And uh, what can we expect tomorrow? Well, tomorrow, uh, it's already been established that we will not have trading here in New York. Uh, trading overseas is going on, as usual. Uh, a lot of selling going on. In Tokyo, there was... Uh Dropping the Nikkei index down to its lowest level, uh, down below 10,000 for the first time since August of 1984. Last check down 586. That's a loss of 5.7% at 9706. Also in Asia, uh, they were also steep uh, losses, places like Australia and New Zealand, but the losses there are apparently less severe. The London Stock Exchange says it'll be open for business as usual tomorrow. Trading was already in progress when this morning's tragedy struck. The Financial Times 100 fell to its lowest level of the year at 4746. As you've been hearing on 1010 wins financial markets here in New York. Remaining closed tomorrow. At last word, they were hoping to be open on Thursday. Uh, just having been blocks from what happened this morning, I, I can't see how, but that's pure speculation on my part. Catherine? Yeah, Mayor Giuliani just said in his news conference, by the way, that if New Yorkers don't have to come into Manhattan, don't have to go to work, please stay home. Larry, what do you think will happen to the financial institutions tomorrow? Well, the financial institutions uh, are going to be closed as I was scanning some of the uh, wires from overseas and uh, looking at what uh, some of the um, Asian financial institutions were saying. They were still trying in some cases to account for their people, um, but that they were saying that their um, offices in the U.S., uh, and I guess this is um, regardless of where they were located, were going to be closed tomorrow. Um, I can't uh, think of any specific institutions off the top of my head, but uh, certainly um, the financial district is going to be quiet tomorrow and um, it's going to be very difficult for them to get people in and out of that area they are saying Thursday um, I just personally I can't I can't see it well we'll just have to wait and see keep it locked to 1010 wins thank you 1010 wins reporter Larry Kofsky Manhattan is a virtual Manhattan is a virtual ghost town tonight, once busy streets, barren of any traffic. Focus remains, by the way, on the base of that tremendous plume of smoke that's rising in lower Manhattan, where the World Trade Centers used to be, and, of course, all the efforts to treat the people who were injured. 1010 Winds reporter Terry Sheridan is at St. Vincent's Hospital. Terry, what can you tell us? Well, right now, we still uh, have 319 people who are being treated here at St. Vincent's Hospital. Uh, out of 319 that's being treated here... Terry, are you still there? Yes, I am. Okay, please go ahead, Terry. Okay, we are still have 319 people in the hospital. There have been no ambulances coming within the past hour and a half. So only three that have dropped off past patients. 
within the uh, past two hours. We're expecting a press briefing at 10.30. Um, I don't think anything's going to change from these numbers. 319 people being treated. 55 critical. Out of those, 45 or 45 of the injured are members of the police and fire department, and three are dead on arrival here at St. Um, Vincent's Hospital. St. Vincent has asked that if you do... Terry, we're going to interrupt you for just a moment to go back to Mayor Giuliani's news conference. ...to get involved in this. Then, then they're just participating in the kind of activity we just witnessed. And New Yorkers are not like that. So we're sensitive to that. The police department will have special patrols in those areas of the city. And anybody that tries to do anything like that will be arrested. Mr. Mayor, is there anything you could say to put to rest some of the fears people have? Uh, everything is being done to try to make the city as secure as possible. Uh, the, the president, uh, the FBI, the federal government, the state, the governor... Uh, the New York City Police Department, law enforcement authorities, everything is being done that ca can be done. And uh, people should, people, people tonight should say a prayer for the people that we've lost and be, and be grateful that we're all here. And tomorrow, you know, tomorrow um, New York is going to be here and we're going to rebuild and we're going to be stronger than we were before. Last, last question. Police Commissioner Carroll, did you lose any people in your department? No, we, not to my knowledge, not at this point. Uh, we have suffered losses. Um, there, uh, there was a contingent of, uh, of cops that was with the mayor and I and uh, Chief Ganji and, um, and First Deputy Meehan. Uh, the mayor and I left them. Uh, we were gone about 10 minutes when the, that portion of the building fell. And uh, I had a number of people there. Uh, we haven't found them yet. Um, uh, so I don't know the numbers. Uh, I don't know yet. We're still hopeful that we're going to that we're going to find people, and, and we, we have do, not we have not given up hope that we're going to we're going to be able to find some people. We we do know there are people in the building that are alive. We know that for a fact. Uh, I can't get into it right now, but we do know there are people in the building that are alive, uh, and we're making every effort to get to them. Are those members that so those police officers? Excuse me. Are those police officers? There are some police officers. Yes. How many Which building are they in? Uh, two that we know of. How many? Two? Two. Do you know which building there? Which building? We, I can't say right now. Have police officers been pulled from the rubble already alive? Yes, there are a number of people that were taken to the hospitals. Can people be heard from yes. inside the rubble? Is that how you know? Can people be heard? Uh, I can't get into it right now. Thank we you. Have, Thank we, you. We have a group of shelters that, um, that are available in Manhattan. Bayard Rustin High School, Seward Park High School, Washington Irving High School, the High School of Fashion Industry, Chelsea High School, Norman Thomas, the City School, JS-22, IS-131, Comprehensive Day and Night. They're all open for, um, for people that may need uh, shelter tonight. And we'll put out this list, as well as Curtis High School in Staten Island and Westinghouse High School in Brooklyn. So we'll put out this list, and these, these, are, these shelters are all available to people who may, who may be displaced. Thank you. You've been listening to a live news conference on 1010 Winds of Mayor Giuliani and Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick. Bernard Carrick saying that there are some people alive in the rubble of the World Trade Center. He's confirming that there are some people alive. He wouldn't say how many. He would give very few other details concerning it. Mayor Giuliani said that we have lost a first chief and a deputy chief of, a fire, of the fire department in today's explosions at the World Trade Center. Again, a first chief and deputy chief of the fire department confirmed dead by Mayor Giuliani. We still have no way of knowing how many people were killed in today's attack on the World Trade Center, but some people did survive, and 1010 Winds reporters Al Jones and Steve Kastenbaum talked to some. In the first hour after the explosion and collapse of the Twin Towers, folks like Tom Colden stumbling down the street covered in ash. He was at his desk on the 64th floor of One World Trade Center when the plane hit and the ceiling came down. What was it like up there on your floor? Was it just pandemonium? No, now, Colden credits two firefighters with helping him and others go down the steps and out to safety. Colden only hopes that his two rescuers manage to rescue themselves. Al Jones, 1010 wins in Lower Manhattan.
Winds News Time 1014. Casualties are mounting at the Pentagon, where at least 100 people are believed to have been killed or injured in the attack on the seat of America's military power. At a briefing at the Pentagon, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Henry Shelton, vowed that those responsible for the attacks would be tracked down. Today we have watched the tragedy of an outrageous act of barbaric terrorism carried out by fanatics against both civilians and military people. Acts that have killed and maimed many innocent and decent citizens of our country. Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld was in his office when the aircraft that slammed into the Pentagon hit the opposite side of the building. He had just run there after hearing of the Trade Center attack. Asked if he had any inkling that something like this was being planned, Rumsfeld said, we don't discuss intelligence matters. But U.S. officials have begun piecing together a case linking suspected terrorist mastermind Osama bin Laden to the worst terrorist attack in U.S. history. They're said to be aided by an intercept of communications between bin Laden supporters and a harrowing cell phone call from victims aboard the jetliners before they crashed. Earlier this evening, President Bush addressed the nation. I've directed the full resources of our intelligence and law enforcement communities to find those responsible and to bring them to justice. We will make no distinction between the terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. No one has yet claimed responsibility for the attacks. Although, again, intelligence officials suspect that it might have been the work of Osama bin Laden. And while the U.S. grieves, thousands of Palestinians celebrated the attacks in the U.S. Yasser Arafat, though, deplored them. First of all, I am offering my condolences, the condolences of uh, the Palestinian people. To the, uh, to the American president, President Bush, to his government, to the American people for this terrible act. We are completely shocked, completely shocked, unbelievable. Many Palestinians were handing out candy in celebration of what some called a sweet situation. Again, the attacks were deplored by PLO Chairman Yasser Arafat. The Navy dispatched aircraft carriers and guided missile destroyers to New York and Washington after today's terrorist attacks as President Bush put the military on its highest level of alert. At the scene of one of today's attacks, Defense Secretary Rumsfeld declared the Pentagon is functioning and it will be in business tomorrow. Stretching the reserves of the emergency services in New York, though, Governor Pataki called up the National Guard. It's obviously a horrific uh, attack, uh, but the focus has to be on helping those whose lives are at risk, helping to make sure we take every possible security step for those who are looking to, to leave the area uh, and to get assistance to those who are still injured. That's the focus at this point. And he encouraged all New Yorkers to remain calm throughout. Eyewitnesses to just not believe what they were seeing. I'm about a block away, and there were several people that were hanging out the windows right below where the plane crashed. When suddenly you saw the top of the building start to shake, and people began leaping from the windows in the north side of the building. You saw two people at first plummet, and then a third one, and then the entire top of the building just blew up, and splinters of debris are falling on the street. Where I'm right now, there's a thick plume of smoke, and you can see crowds of people, including emergency service workers and police officers, running from the scene, screaming. And, and there's, a, there's a school nearby where there were kids in the schoolyard. That has been emptied out, and they're running up the street now, too. Others describe the horror of seeing people on fire jumping from the towers of the twin of the World Trade Center. The city is now bracing itself for more pain, sifting through the rubble for the dead and hopefully survivors. Again, Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick confirming just a few minutes ago that there are people still alive in the rubber. Far from the smoke and the rubble, Americans everywhere reeled from the blow of today's terrorism. Planes were grounded nationwide. Heightened security went into affected government and corporate offices, oil refineries, military bases, and state capitals. Internet traffic slowed, and major news websites were jammed by people seeking details of the World Trade Center and the Pentagon attacks. However, electronic mail also proved a godsend for many people trying to reach loved ones, but frustrated by clogged telephone circuits. 
Winds News Time, 1019. Now what parents and students want to know. All New York City public schools are closed tomorrow. All Catholic schools in the New York Archdiocese are closed tomorrow. Many other schools have canceled classes for tomorrow as well. Chancellor Levy has asked principals, assistant principals, guidance counselors, social workers, psychologists, crisis teams to report to schools tomorrow, not the students now, but all those other support staff, to prepare for plans to respond to the tragedy. The work will include coordinating crisis intervention, arranging for grief counseling and support services for students and staff. Once again, all New York City public schools and all archdiocesan schools are closed tomorrow. So whose deadly work is this? We don't know. No one has claimed responsibility. But a high-ranking military official told the Associated Press tonight they suspect this is the work of Osama bin Laden, the Saudi terrorist and avowed hater of the U.S., believed to be behind the bombing of the U.S. embassies in Africa and the attack on the USS Cole. I'm Catherine Smith, 1010 Winds, Winds News Time 1020. Breaking news now on 1010 Winds. You can't see anything under cover of dark, but all that's left of the Twin Towers at the World Trade Center and the tip of Lower Manhattan, a twisted metal wreck, only five stories tall. The 110-story tall buildings collapsed after being hit by airplanes that had been hijacked by terrorists early this morning. And building number seven, a part of the complex, 47 stories tall, collapsed about eight hours later. That was just before 5.30 this evening. That building had been evacuated. Thousands of people, however, were in the Twin Towers when the planes hit and fires erupted in the skyscrapers this morning. An estimated 50,000 people on a given day work there. And the numbers that are coming in, walking wounded, and even those listed as critical to lower Manhattan, midtown Manhattan, even New Jersey hospitals, nowhere approach the 50,000 number. There is no estimate on a death toll at this point. Everything is still in motion. Winds News Time 1021. Taking a look at getting around and about town. Jude Tamillo now with shadow traffic. Jude. Greg, we're noticing here on the uh, 1010 Winds Jam Cam that Route 3 essentially has been shut down now in both directions in the uh, Meadowlands. No traffic coming east or westbound that I can see here on the camera. Some sort of investigation taking place. As for the Cross Bronx Expressway, we were closed for a while on the westbound side of Jerome Avenue. We do see traffic moving again now on the westbound Cross Bronx and getting to the George Washington Bridge, the outbound upper deck is open to traffic. The lower deck is closed. The Holland and Lincoln tunnels are still shut down in both directions. We have closures of the Staten Island-bound Goblins Bridge, Bayonne Bridge, and Outer Bridge Crossing. A closure of the Brooklyn-bound upper deck of the Verrazano Bridge. Also closed both ways via the Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Williamsburg bridges. The Battery Tunnel also shut down in both directions. As we check the 1010 Winds Transit Desk now, New Jersey Transit operating out of Penn Station on a load-and-go basis. Limited path service into New Jersey at this time. Long Island Railroad Full service in both directions. Metro North operating on a Saturday schedule both ways. They will resume a normal schedule for tomorrow. Subway service south of Canal Street completely shut down. Alternate side parking rules will be suspended for tomorrow. National air traffic suspended through at least 12 noon for tomorrow. I'm Jude Tamillo, shadow traffic on 1010 Winds. Winds News tab now 1022. Lock it into 1010 Winds. Continuing coverage now on the terror attack today in New York. Also Washington. Details in that to come. Our reporters remain in the field on into the evening hours. We start now. Now with 1010 Winds reporter Steve Kastenbaum. Steve was there when he saw the planes hit the towers. Joins us now live on the news. Can you tell us? Well, I was here in my uh, a home in Brooklyn, actually, when I felt uh, this uh, tragedy uh, unfolding. Uh, the tragedy, of course, has touched everyone in and around the New York area, myself included. For me, this began, like I said, when I felt my building here in downtown Brooklyn shaking. The windows were rattling. I looked outside, and I saw the immense fireball from the second plane that had just crashed into one of the towers. As I made my way across the Brooklyn Bridge about a half an hour later, I watched in total shock as one of the buildings collapsed to the ground. Thousands of people in downtown Manhattan began running for their lives every which way, many crying, screaming, terrified, trying to outrun that immense cloud of debris that had encompassed everything below Chamber Street. Then we began to hear the stories, like the one being told by firefighter Tommy Dowdell of Engine Company 238. Our worst fears are that there are many hundreds, if not thousands, of dead people in the rubble there. Is that what you've been encountering? Definitely, without a doubt. There's definitely thousands. It goes into the thousands, and, and I wouldn't doubt that for one second. Thousands. And I'm talking uh, emergency uh, workers, uh, people that were in the building. Uh, 
To be honest with you, a friend of mine was killed by a body fall on him. You heard correctly, one of his fellow firefighters died when a person jumped from one of the burning buildings and landed on him 80 stories below. Ten hours later, I looked over my shoulder as I walked across the Brooklyn Bridge heading home and watched the billowing smoke rising from where the Twin Towers once stood. All of downtown Manhattan blacked out. When I finally returned to my apartment, I learned the sad news that one of my neighbors who works on the 101st floor of one of the towers did not make it home. Steve Kastenbaum, 1010 Winds, live in Brooklyn. One of the very many stories that we'll be hearing in the days, weeks, years perhaps to come. That's how the scene was this morning, described by 1010 Winds reporter Steve Kastenbaum. Joining us now live in the news line from Lower Manhattan. 1010 Winds reporter Lisa Evers. Mayor says there is still hope. People may be alive in the rubble. As a matter of fact, Police Commissioner Bernard Garrick, he says he knows for a fact that people are, are still alive in one of the buildings. Lisa, are the crews yet moving in to try to sift through the rubble? Well, Greg, they've been moving in uh, all throughout the night. I mean, this is a, still a very, very active situation. The firefighters are spraying water on number 7 World Trade Center. There's still smoke billowing up into the sky. Thousands, I mean thousands of emergency workers are here trying to aid in the rescue effort. We see firefighters, we see EMTs, we see ambulances going in, some coming out. There have been uh, portable generators supporting banks of lights one after another being brought in because there is no power close to the scene. And firefighters who've been working all day, walking up the street, carrying their equipment, exhausted, covered with dust, hitching rides out on whatever vehicles will take them. And EMTs like William, who've been working working all day, are taking a short break, a short meal break, the first thing they've eaten all day, and then he says he's going to head back into the scene of the devastation because as long as there's hope that there are people alive, he's going to continue to work to try and rescue them. Mayhem. It was just blackness. You couldn't see, you couldn't see a hand in front of your face. It was just black and it was, it was just chaos. Bodies, it's not something that you wanted to even talk about anymore. And there's still a big hope of uh, the other rescue workers who are coming out of the scene, taking a short break, hooking up with other other units that are then going back in, are telling us that they, they do have an active hope that they will be able to rescue more people. That's what is keeping them going. And you have to imagine now, I mean, darkness has fallen. They have these banks of lights that are there trying to illuminate it. But they said even in the daytime when, the, when there was daylight for the rest of us, the smoke was so thick that they couldn't see, you know, just not even like a couple inches in front of them. So it's a very difficult situation for them, a very dangerous one because, as you can imagine, that rubble, that debris is, a sh is shifting. It's not totally secure. They're putting themselves in danger trying to save the lives of others. That's why we love them. That's why they're the greatest. Lisa Evers, 1010 Winds, reporting live from the staging area at Harrison and Greenwich Street. Winds News Time now, 1027. Just want to remind you before we go any further here on 1010 Winds, there is no public school tomorrow in the city, and Mayor Giuliani will have a few of his comments shortly. If you don't have to come into Manhattan tomorrow, don't. And everything south of 14th Street, consider it locked up. Now, as far as the numbers, on a given day, 50,000 people work in the World Trade Center complex. The number of wounded moving into hospitals around the region, far, far less barely reaching a couple of thousand. The numbers don't add up, but we are joined now in the news line by 1010 Winds reporter Terry Sheridan. Terry, still at St. Vincent's? What can you tell us? Well, yeah, still at St. Vincent's, and still the numbers do not add up. Uh, the thing that we had, a press briefing is starting now, but 319 injured have been brought in, 55 critical. There have been three deaths, 45 uh, have been members of the service. And again, the press briefing is starting. Terry Sheridan, 1010 Wind at St. Vincent's Hospital. Wins news time now, 10.28. Casualties also are mounting at the Pentagon. About 100 people there believed to have been killed or injured in the attack on the seat of America's military power. Pentagon burst into what one spokesman describes as an intense fireball. President Bush, of course, ordering the nation's military on high alert status. That is the highest status of alert, quite clearly. Now the question everyone is asking as well is, after the terrorist attacks, who did it? Well, some pointing fingers at terrorist fugitive Osama bin Laden. One high Ranking law enforcement officials as bin Laden is the top of our list at this point. Afghanistan's hardline Taliban leader giving shelter to the accused terrorist, but denies he was involved. And from coast to coast, Americans remain on alert. All flights have been grounded. Newark, LaGuardia, JFK remain shut down. They are expected to remain shut down, as is all air travel coast to coast through at least noontime tomorrow, Wednesday. 
We do have received word through the Port Authority that Newark Airport, for one, is quote-unquote secure and ready to open at what time such clearance is given. Also, the Empire State Building tourist attractions in the city and across the country are shut down. For instance, Disneyland in California, the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia, federal offices, courthouses shut down as well. More comments now from Mayor Giuliani. Speaking just a while ago to the entire city, he says we have lost the chief and the deputy chief of the New York City Fire Department. And once again, we reiterate the words from the mayor. If you do not have to be in New York City tomorrow, please don't come. If you have to come into Manhattan because your business is essential, then obviously do it. The upper part of Manhattan will be open. But if tomorrow is a day in which you want to stay home and stay with your family and... Uh, give comfort and support maybe to other people that have been affected by this. It would, it would be a good day to do that. Yeah, the mayor refusing to speculate on specific death estimates. He says there is still hope. Once again, people may yet be found alive. And the mayor also saying a tragedy of this magnitude could instill feelings of anger and hatred. But he urges New Yorkers not to have those feelings. Not now. Not ever. The weather situation in New York, 75 degrees. We do have a clear sky. If there is a bright spot at all, it's that the weather will be clear in the coming days. Winds news time on this Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday night, I'm sorry, September 11th, the confusion of the day. It is 10.30 on Tuesday night, September 11th. President, we are now joined on the news line, 1010 Winds reporter Glenn Schock to tell us what he can. Glenn, from the Emergency Command Center, what do you see? Well, Greg, Mayor Giuliani says more than 1,100 people have been treated now at local hospitals in total. That's an estimate, of course, as thousands more workers for the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, have come in to help and dig through the rubble and hopefully find survivors and, of course, find the deceased as well. And, unfortunately, the mayor announced we have some names to confirm that Deputy Fire Chief Ray Downey, First Deputy Commissioner William Feehan, and Fire Deputy Chaplain Father Michael Judge were killed this morning, and the mayor mentioned that he was just about 10 minutes from seeing these people down by number one World Trade Center. He had left with the police commissioner. Unfortunately, these are three of New York's uh, bravest that were killed this morning. The mayor says reports of thousands dead may be true. There are outlets that are reporting that, news organizations, but the mayor will not still confirm that. Uh, I, I don't know the number at this point. Uh, I have, that may be very, very well be the case. At, at this point... Uh, Police Commissioner Carrick saying there are still people alive in the rubble. He knows that for sure. Civilians and rescue personnel both are trying to get out. Ten shelters have been opened around Lower Manhattan if anyone needs a place to go. The mayor says anyone with questions that are not 911 related should call 212-560-2730. Again, it's 212-560-2730. We're told now, Greg, that the mayor will probably be back tomorrow morning. There will no longer be any briefings, at least for the overnight hours. Glenn Shock, 1010 wins. We'll send it back to the studio. 1010 wins. Rotor Glenn Shock, thank you very much. Wins News Time now, 1031. Getting an update, traffic and transit. Jude Tomello at Shadow. Jude, what can you tell us? Craig, looking at the uh, Cross Bronx Expressway on the 1010 wins jam cam, swamped with traffic on the uh, westbound side, coming across the Alexander Hamilton Bridge, heading on to the outbound upper deck of the George Washington, which is open to traffic at this time. The uh, lower deck is closed. Holland and Lincoln tunnels still closed in both directions. As we check the Verrazano Bridge, the Brooklyn bound upper deck is closed. So is the Staten Island bound. Godlands Bridge, Bayonne Bridge, and Outer Bridge Crossing in New Jersey. Northbound 440 closed down in Perth Amboy. Route 3 shut down both ways in the Meadowlands with a police investigation. Coming back from Nassau County into Queens, do not use the LIE. It is closed westbound from the Douglaston Parkway out to the Midtown Tunnel. The Battery Tunnel, the Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Williamsburg Bridges all shut in both directions. From the 1010 Winds Transit Desk, New Jersey Transit operating out of Penn State on a load-and-go basis. Limited path service to New Jersey. Full service on the LIRR. No air travel until 12 noon at least tomorrow. More shadow traffic traffic coming up shortly on 1010 Winds. You're listening to 1010 Winds, WINS New York. Keep it locked in. We'll have traffic and transit situation every 10 minutes on the ones as close to that as we can adhere. The information is coming in in drips and drabs, and there is still no information 12 hours later. What we're dealing with here, as far as a casualty toll, both of the Twin Towers, they are gone. They are absolutely gone. The aircraft hit in, into them just around 9 o'clock this morning. No school in New York tomorrow. We would like to stress that. And the mayor again says if you do not have business in town, stay out south of 14th Street, all of lower Manhattan. 
It, it literally is a disaster area. President Bush uh, describing it as such. 1010 Winds Road Bona Rivera now on the school situation. Students are being told to stay home from New York City schools until at least Thursday. But principals, assistant principals, psychologists, and social workers have to report to work to develop a plan for when the kids come back. Schools plan to have grief counselors on hand for any student who needs it and for trauma counseling. Tevin Taylor of PS58 near Court Street in Brooklyn was close enough to the World Trade Center to be affected by this tragedy. Well, they told me that in Manhattan there was a building that was on fire. And the smoke was going to come into your classrooms. It was filling your classrooms? You were that close, huh? Yeah, the smoke was going to come in our classroom, but we closed the window door. Other kids lost loved ones in this tragedy or know people who were injured. A lot for them to digest, and counselors will be on hand when they come back to school on Thursday. Mona Rivera, 1010, Winds News. Winds News Time, 1034. President Bush speaking to the nation not tonight at 830. Putting the military on its highest level alert, one Navy admiral also stating we have been attacked like we have not since Pearl Harbor. Ships en route now to New York City and Washington include aircraft carriers en route to New York, the JFK, and the George Washington. Also amphibious ships, guided missile cruisers, guided missile destroyers capable of responding to threats from the air and sea should that be needed. Amphibious ships do, carrying Marines, sailors. They will provide security, surgical teams, and some additional hospital bed capacity. Around the country, the military situation, fighters, airborne radar, refueling planes were scrambled at first word today. This according to the Air National Guard. Now with the aviation, the commercial aviation canceled coast to coast through at least noon tomorrow. New Yorkers could be wondering at times, what is that occasional jet roar overhead? Those are military aircraft, U.S. fighter jets presumably on a precautionary patrol over the entire metro area. A little bit more on President Bush speaking from the Oval Office about today's terrorist attacks, not only here in New York, but also at the Pentagon in Washington. The president said, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack, and adding that today our nation saw evil, the very worst of human nature. America was targeted for attack because we're the brightest beacon for freedom and opportunity in the world. And no one will keep that light from shining. President also adding, we will make no distinction between the terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. Joint Chiefs General Hugh Shelton also issuing a statement early today that the United States military is at the ready. As far as any action to be taken, no word on that yet. Highly coordinated, unprecedented in scale. That's how today's terrorist action on the United States has been described. And it calls to mind man suspected of orchestrating perhaps some of the world's worst terrorist acts, that being Osama bin Laden. And nobody has yet claimed responsibility for the attacks. The Afghan government, which plays host to bin Laden, rejecting speculation he was involved. But one expert cautioned against assuming bin Laden could pull off a complex operation. Others say he is the most likely suspect. Wins News Time, 1037. Take some time now to run down some phone numbers that may be helpful to you as perhaps you are wondering about how and when you should get about town, what's open, what's not, and perhaps you are looking for loved ones. The general New York City question number that has been set up as follows. 212-560-2730. 212-560-2730. Airlines. American Airline Passenger Information. 1-800-245-0999. American Airlines. 1-800-245-0999. And United Airlines. 1-800-932-8555. United Airlines, 1-800-932-8555. The cry has been sounded for blood donations. Most likely they'll be needing more in the days to come. New York Blood Center, 1-800-933-BLOOD. 1-800-933-BLOOD. To reach the Red Cross themselves, 1-800-HELP-NOW. 1-800-HELP-NOW. Nassau University Medical Center, 516-572-6348. 516-572-6348. World Trade Centers, Lower Manhattan, hosted a great many corporations. Too numerous to name in a long list. Some of the major ones, Deloitte and Touche, for employees, relatives to call for information. 1-888-243-7666. 1-888-243-7666. 
at St. Vincent's Hospital bearing the brunt of the injuries at this hour to find loved ones. Manhattan area code 212-604-7285. St. Vincent's 604-7285. And for people searching for missed loved ones, there is this number, the New York City Bureau of Laboratories, 212-447-2998, 212-447-2998. And even a number has been set up, which we'll share with you. For tips on the attacks, it is a web address, rather, www.ifccfbi.gov, www.ifccfbi.gov. Dot gov. Once again, we'll give you the general New York City question number, 212-560-2730. 75 degrees on this Tuesday night in New York. We have a clear sky. Once again, to recap, rescue, recovery efforts underway at this hour down at the base of what was the World Trade Center complex. Crews are trying to move in as the wreckage still smolders. Five stories are all that's left of the twin 110-story towers, also a 47-story structure nearby that collapsed 5.30 tonight. Mayor Giuliani says do not give up hope. There may still be people left alive. Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick says there appears to be evidence that people indeed are. The crews are moving in. They will be working through the night, and perhaps more will be learned with first light tomorrow morning. And between now and then, keep it locked to 1010 Winds, our continuing coverage right here. I'm Greg Jensen. Breaking news now on 1010 Winds. The consensus is that we have yet to really experience the full impact of today's vicious acts of terror, but Mayor Giuliani says he is hopeful that there are still people alive in the rubble. Good evening, I'm Susan Richard. You are listening to live continuous coverage of the terrorist attacks at the World Trade Center and the Pentagon on 1010 Winds. The massive rescue effort is underway as crews are now just able to get near the rubble in lower Manhattan, where two hijacked planes crashed into the Twin Towers, leading to their subsequent collapse. World Trade Center building number 7 of 40 seven-story building collapsed at about 520 this afternoon because of fire from the earlier blasts. In addition, the Pentagon was hit by a hijacked aircraft and a fourth plane went down in western Pennsylvania. There was word that Camp David was the intended target for that aircraft. Meanwhile, Channel 2 is reporting that a truck filled with explosives was captured near the George Washington Bridge this evening and that two people are in custody. Keep it locked to 1010 Winds for more information on that as it comes in. Public schools, meanwhile, will be closed tomorrow. Be aware of that. Catholic schools in the city closed as well. But schools Chancellor Howard Levy is asking all counselors and crisis intervention personnel to show up for work tomorrow to prepare to deal with this situation when the kids eventually return to school. More coming up in just a minute. Winds News Time 1041. Let's check traffic and transit now. 1010 Wind Shadow Traffic and Jude Tamillo. Susan, recapping some of the closures that we have right now in New Jersey. We can see live here on the jam cam that Route 3 is not moving both directions through the Meadowlands. No traffic being allowed east or westbound across the Berries Creek Bridge with an ongoing investigation. We have eastbound 4 closed off in the Englewood area, eastbound 46 shut down in Fort Lee, and northbound 1 and 9 has been closed off at the Pulaski Skyway. The northbound car and truck lanes of the Jersey Turnpike are roped off north of Exit 11. The Garden State Parkway is open, but there is no access to the Turnpike from the Parkway at Exit 129. Now on the George Washington Bridge, we are open on the outbound upper deck. Delays from the Cross Bronx to the George Washington Bridge of East. The lower deck remains closed. No traffic uh, right now allowed both ways into the Holland and Lincoln tunnels. And we have a closure of the Brooklyn-bound upper deck of the Verrazano Bridge and the Staten Island-bound Gothels Bridge, Bayonne Bridge, Outer Bridge Crossing. They are closed as well. New Jersey Transit has limited New York City service according to the 1010 Winds Transit Desk. There is limited path service into New Jersey at this time. Full service both ways, though, for the Long Island Railroad. Metro North operating on a Saturday schedule in both directions. They will resume normal service for tomorrow. No subway service allowed south of Canal Street until further notice. Alternate side parking rules will be suspended for tomorrow, and national air traffic is suspended through at least 12 noon tomorrow. I'm Jude Tamillo, shadow traffic on 1010 Winds. Winds news time at 1042. As we heard in his live news conference just an hour ago, Mayor Giuliani said this evening that he hopes there are still people alive in the rubble, but he appeared pretty shaken in the briefing the short time ago, and he did confirm a number of fatalities. We lost um, the deputy chief of the fire department and uh, the chief of the department. The chief of the fire department. The first deputy commissioner. Feehan. Deputy commissioner Feehan. Chief Gansey. Father Judge. 
and Ray Downey, who uh, I just gave a, par a party for at Gracie Mansion for his years of service to the fi fire department who led our team in the Oklahoma City bombing rescue. The mayor is encouraging people to stay home tomorrow if you can, but he says the city will be open north of 14th Street. Let's get the very latest now in this live update from 1010 Winds reporter Lisa Evers. And Susan, there is an enormous rescue effort that continues to go on as firefighters and police try and search through the rubble, dust, and smoke for survivors. And that is no easy job because the, the ground is unstable, the terrain that they're going through full of that rubble, very unstable. There's darkness, and uh, it's very, very difficult and dangerous for them. We've seen heavy-duty construction equipment being brought in to try and sift through that rubble. Big dump trucks, one after another, full of debris rolling out. A wide variety of ambulances here ready to take any survivors to the hospital. Robin is a paramedic who's been on the scene all day. We have uh, paramedics, nurses, surgeons from different hospitals, and we're all set up back here. And we have teams. Everyone is set up in, in different teams. And those teams are all equipped with a, a tagging system that they had devised, uh, black, black tags being for the fatalities, uh, red tags being for critically injured, yellow for those who needed hospitalization but were not in critical, a critical state, and green being for the walking wounded. And meantime, those who have been right in the midst of this catastrophe describe a scene of unimaginable horror. The, uh, many of the EMTs and paramedics and firefighters that I spoke with did not even want to discuss what they had seen. They were so shaken by it. They their bodies in rubble are everywhere. There's just layer upon layer of this gray dust. And uh, the, the horror of this tragedy, as we begin to put names and faces to the victims, just continues to multiply. Many of the paramedics shaken up because they said that the first crew, right after that first, uh, first plane crashed into the World Trade Center, there was a triage area set up immediately. They fear that many of those EMTs lost their lives trying to save the lives of others. And just a very grim situation, but what keeps everybody going and I mean going because a lot of these a lot of these rescuers have been at it now for well over 12 hours. They're taking short breaks, which is where I'm at, a couple of blocks up from the scene. They're taking these short breaks, fueling up, you know, just getting a little water, a little food, taking a bathroom break, and then they're heading back in. What does keep them going is that hope that they'll be able to find some people alive throughout all of this devastation. It is an amazing scene. It's still going on, and it's going to be going on for quite some time. Lisa Evers, 1010 Winds, reporting live from a rescue staging area at Greenwich and Harrison Streets. Thank you, Lisa. Let's give you some important phone numbers here. The city has set up a hotline to answer any questions. The number is 212-560-2730. Again, 212-560-2730. But Mayor Giuliani told us in his live news conference that you can use that number instead of 911. So don't call 911 if you have any questions. Call 212-560-2730. People searching for missing loved ones can also call the New York City Bureau of Laboratories, 212-447-2998. And the Office of Victims of Crime has set up a toll-free hotline where you can call for information as well. That is toll-free, 800-331-0075, 800-331-0075. The American Red Cross has opened four shelters on Long Island for people who work on the island but live in Manhattan and couldn't get back home. Locations are as follows, Nassau Community College, the gymnasium there, Long Island University, the CW Post Campus at the Interfaith Chapel at 720 Northern Boulevard in Brookville, Southside Senior High at 140 Shepherd Street, Rockville Center, and Plain Edge High School in North Massapequa. Here's where you can find out about donating blood, the American Red Cross. Their phone number is 1-800-HELP-NOW, 1-800-HELP-NOW, and the New York Blood Center, 1-800-933-BLOOD, 1-800-933-BLOOD. And as we hear from 1010 Winds reporter Bob Lamulik, folks came out in droves to help their fellow New Yorkers at a blood center on the Upper West Side today. This is how hundreds of people are standing up against terrorism. They're giving blood, they're volunteering. So many have donated so far that they're being asked to return in the morning. Volunteer Bonnie Long. We so desperately need your help. It's not that we have enough blood, it's that we don't have enough facilities to take all the blood we possibly need. Volunteers are also needed, social workers, drivers, clerical workers, construction workers. You can come in any time and fill out an application. Bala Mulek, 1010 Winds at Amsterdam Avenue and West 67th Street. 
At least 3,000 people have been treated at area hospitals, but that is just the beginning as crews are now just being being able to get into the debris at the scene of the collapse of the Twin Towers. 1010 Winds reporter Juliet Papa talked to one man who was in one of the towers when it was hit by the hijacked plane. He came out of Beekman Downtown Hospital with bandages over both eyes. Stephen Mowski worked for Morgan Stanley on the 68th floor. I voted this morning, so I was fairly late. Otherwise, I would have been upstairs already. Um, I was on the first floor walking through the concourse. And then the next thing I know, I was running out of the building with everyone else. He was trampled in the crowd. He suffered scratched corneas. He said he had no idea what happened to his friends or if he'll ever see them again. Juliet Papa, 1010 Winds in Lower Manhattan. And there are so many stories coming out of today's horrific attacks. 1010 Winds reporter Al Jones. The loss of life is staggering. The destruction, unbelievable. And one police officer tells me that he's left with memories that will be hard to forget, having seen people jump rather than burn. NYPD Sergeant Moses Cruz on the scene before the buildings started to collapse. Immediate reaction was not control panic, you could say. All the officers were all trying to get told right to run. So the big cloud of ash just come us. And when police tell you to run, you run. Cruz says that he works just up the street in the first precinct, and he looks down the street now in disbelief. The Twin Towers are gone. He says he's shocked and a bit angry. Al Jones, 10-10 wins in Lower Manhattan. Now, of course, the question, the big question, who did this? Well, no one has claimed responsibility for the attacks, and although many suspect Osama bin Laden, the Afghan government has rejected that he's the one to blame. The Taliban said earlier today that bin Laden does not have the resources for this kind of attack, these kind of attacks. In a briefing from Washington, Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld would not say if U.S. officials had heard any indications that something like this might happen. He said this evening, quote, we don't discuss intelligence matters. And as far as U.S. response to the attacks, Rumsfeld said this evening... That that is an issue that the president will, quote, address in good time. Well, the president did address the nation this evening. These acts shatter steel, but they cannot dent the steel of American resolve. All right, we're going to join a live news conference those now. Those areas will be emergency vehicles, uh, police, fire vehicles, National Guard, and anything authorized by the police department. There will be some vehicles in the morning that will have to get down there for deliveries of certain things that we're familiar with already. They will be allowed in, and residents, that's it. Um, anyone uh, trying to violate the order uh, will be uh, arrested and uh, could be found guilty of a Class B misdemeanor. Uh, I urge uh, people to follow uh, the order. Uh, there's no need to come into Southern Manhattan tomorrow. Uh, and as a result of the order, um, the best thing to do is stay away. Can you talk, can you talk about this incident that came up on Channel 2 about the, some people coming across the building and the uh, GW Bridge explosives? I haven't seen the report, and uh, I, I haven't heard about anybody coming across the bridge with explosives. Okay. Have you heard anything about the ban on the Well, I've heard the, basically the same thing you have. We haven't been able to confirm it yet. Um, they weren't near the bridge, to my understanding, uh, if it in fact did happen. We're trying to confirm it through our detective bureau. One more question on this. South of 14th Street, that includes all bridges that come across South 14th Street. Those are closed down for Any movement south of 14th Street. And you have not heard about any explosives on the George Washington Bridge or no. in the Lincoln Tunnel? Nope. Commissioner, it was in Jersey. A live news conference on 1010 Winds with Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick, who was talking about a couple of things there. First of all, he was telling people to follow that order to stay away from Lower Manhattan. If you go down there and you're not allowed to be there, you're not an emergency worker and so forth, you're, you're going to be arrested. That's the way it goes. So you want to stay away from Lower Manhattan tomorrow. He also commented on that Channel 2 report um, that we heard this evening that a truck full of explosives was captured and uh, at the George Washington Bridge, and they say two men were taken into custody. Now, Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick said that he has not seen that report or heard anything about that. He said they're trying to confirm it, so keep it locked to 1010 Winds. Let's see if uh, Jude Tamillo is there, if we can get the update on traffic. Jude? Susan in Queens on the southbound Van Wick. We have all lanes still shut down from the Grand Central Parkway onto the Nassau Expressway. The westbound Belt Parkway closed off at Kennedy Airport. Traffic now using the service road. Coming back into Queens from Nassau County, use the northern or the southern state 
Parade Parkway is not the LIE. The westbound LIE closed from the Douglaston Parkway out to the Queens Midtown Tunnel. The Midtown Tunnel and the 59th Street Bridge are still closed into Manhattan, open into Queens. We are closed, though, both ways inside the Battery Tunnel, along with the Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Williamsburg bridges. As we check the 1010 Winds Transit Desk, New Jersey Transit has limited New York City service, limited path service into New Jersey, the Long Island Railroad with full service both ways. Metro North operating on a Saturday schedule both ways for now. They will resume a normal schedule for tomorrow. Subways south of Canal Street are shut down. Alternate side parking rules suspended for tomorrow. And National Air Service is suspended through at least 12 noon tomorrow afternoon. I'm Jude Timelo. Shadow traffic on 1010 Winds. Winds News Time 1053 as we continue our live coverage of the terrorist attacks on New York City and on Washington, D.C. Let's talk about the attack at the Pentagon. Uh, at least 100 people were believed killed or injured in the American Airlines crash at the Pentagon. The plane itself was carrying 64 people at the time. Correspondent John McQuethy uh, with new information on a possible death toll in that. The Arlington County Fire Chief is saying there could be 800 dead in the Pentagon. Can I just ask, John, could be or are? Could be. They do not have a body count because they still do not know even how many people are really missing at this point. All right, so that's the latest. The wife of U.S. Solicitor General Theodore Olson was aboard the jetliner that crashed into the Pentagon and called him as the plane was being hijacked. Barbara Olson, a former congressional investigator and aide to Senate Minority Whip Don Nichols, left Dulles International Airport aboard the flight, Flight 77, heading to Los Angeles. She twice called her husband and described some detail of the hijacking, including that the attackers were using knife-like instruments. Theodore Olson argues President Bush's cases before the Supreme Court. Barbara Olson was a chief investigator for the House Government Reform Committee in the mid-1990s. So once again, the latest is a possibility they're saying, from ABC, is saying 800 people possibly uh, killed or injured in the attack on the Pentagon. Now back to what's going on in our area. Nearly 3,000 people have been reported injured in the attack. City officials say 600 of them were treated at area hospitals. A triage center was set up at Liberty State Park for the mostly seriously wounded. 1010 Winds medical correspondent Dr. Brian McDonough went there to help out and what he found that there were very few wounded but instead mostly bodies that arrived instead. Let's go live now to 1010 Winds reporter Eileen LaPalmer who has been covering this all day. What's the latest, Eileen? Well, right now I'm on uh, Chambers Street and Broadway, kind of the nerve center where this is all happening, where a lot of the fire crews who have been here for hours and hours are just walking out of the darkness, the darkness being down Broadway, down where the World Trade Centers used to be, where there is still smoke and ash covering everything. They are walking up towards past City Hall. They are now on Chambers Street. And in fact, I talked to one firefighter named Mike, who is rather upset, of course, understandably, he knows he lost at least 10 of his friends. No, we got here about six hours ago, but um, there's really not much, you know, that we can do. It's just they, you know, they need to uh, pick away at things slowly and make sure that, you know, there's not going to be another collapse. This is like a blackest day in history. The only thing I can equate it to is maybe Pearl Harbor. Well, Mike is saying that the fire crews are kind of taking a break now because they're not really sure what they can do at this point. Both trade centers, what is left of them, is still on fire, um, and there's rubble and smoke coming from different pockets of it, so they do want to eventually get back in there. Right now, construction crews have moved down there and are clearing away the rubble, and that is the concern now, and then they will begin again looking for people. Eileen LaPalmer, 1010 Winds, live on Chambers and Broadway. Thank you, Eileen. 1010 Winds reporter Steve Kastenbaum. This horrific tragedy has touched everyone in and around the New York City area, myself included. For me, this began when I felt my building in Brooklyn shake. I looked out my window and saw the immense fireball from the second plane that had just crashed into one of the towers. Then, as I made my way across the Brooklyn Bridge about a half an hour later, I watched in total shock as one of the buildings collapsed to the ground, creating an immense cloud of debris. Thousands upon thousands of people began running for their lives in lower Manhattan, many crying, screaming, terrified. Then the stories, like the one told by firefighter Tommy Dowdell of Engine 238. Our worst fears are that there are many hundreds, if not thousands, of dead people in the rubble there. Is that what you've been encountering? Definitely, without a doubt. There's definitely thousands. It goes into the thousands, and, and I wouldn't doubt that for one second. 
thousands. And I'm talking emergency workers, people that were in the building. One firefighter died when a person who jumped out of one of the burning buildings landed on him. Ten hours later, I looked over my shoulder as I walked across the Brooklyn Bridge and watched the billowing smoke rising from where the Twin Towers once stood. When I finally returned to my apartment building, I learned that one of my neighbors who works on the 101st floor of one of the towers never made it home. Steve Kastenbaum, 1010 Winds News. Winds News time now, 1058. Again, to recap, New York City public schools will be closed tomorrow, as will Catholic schools in the city. However, schools Chancellor Harold Levy is asking principals, guidance counselors, social workers, psychologists, and crisis teams to report to work tomorrow to prepare plans to respond to today's tragedy. Levy says that your work will include coordinating crisis intervention and to arrange for grief counseling and other support services as well. And now we also heard from the mayor this evening, alternate side parking is suspended for tomorrow. You are asked to stay away from Lower Manhattan, south of 14th Street, and the U.S. financial markets will be closed tomorrow as well. Once again, to recap for you on 1010 Winds, four commercial flights were hijacked today. Two of the planes crashed into the Twin Towers, causing their eventual collapse. Another plane crashed into the Pentagon in Washington, and we heard reports recently that perhaps 800 people may have been killed in that incident. A fourth hijacked aircraft went down about 85 miles outside of Pittsburgh, and there was word earlier that the intended target for that plane was perhaps Camp David. The rescue and recovery effort is really just beginning to get underway. Earlier today, it was simply too dangerous for crews to go into the area of the tower collapses. As a matter of fact, at 520 this evening, building number 7 in the World Trade Center complex collapsed as well. So as of now, we really have no idea just how many people were killed in what is undoubtedly the worst attack against the United States in the history of our nation. Tonight, Mayor Giuliani was hopeful that there were people alive in the rubble. You are listening to continuous live coverage of the terror attacks on New York City and D.C. The News Watch never stops on 1010 Winds, WINS New York, and Infinity Broadcasting Station. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.